Hey everyone, welcome to the inaugural episode of the Let's Be Honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest podcast. Uh, my name is Alejandro Menchaca, and to my left is introduce yourself, Ray Galan, also known as the Webmaster. Now, just to give you a bit, bit of background, so why Ray refers to himself as the Webmaster, or really why I refer to Ray as the Webmaster. <laughs> is you guys probably know me from the Latino Professional Network, from the LPN. And for years, Ray has been the LPN's webmaster. Now, Ray, you've been more than a webmaster. Way more than a webmaster. Right. I think you're like my therapist, right? But you don't charge me 125 (laughs) bucks an hour, right? I should. I should charge you you a lot of money. You should. Ray has been my, my webmaster, my therapist, I mean, my friend, and I think you're like the only friend that has like survived. Pretty like, much, you know, because a lot of friends have come has and endured. go. Has endured, has endured a lot of. Uh, I don't, I don't know how you want to say it. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say my wrath, but uh, oh, you you could say okay. that. You I'll could go, say your wrath. I'll go ahead man. and say that. But let's just first off, first off, before we begin, before we begin, let's, let's just let's just say that. Uh, let's be honest. Let's let's be honest. But let's be honest that this podcast is covid compliant we are 100 percent complying with everyone in gavin newsom's requirements and mandates every one of them as including barbara frere from la county department of health and the good mayor eric garcetti if they announced new initiatives today we're still compliant i think so. right and that's how it goes now let me just say this so um i've already had both doses of the Moderna vaccine. I got both doses of the Pfizer vaccine, and I'm in line to get a dose of that single dose Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine. Proof. I said, but regardless, I'm still wearing, as I sit here, I'm still wearing three masks. Three. I'm still wearing three masks. Three. Three masks. I'm wearing the blue surgical mask, the KN95, and a cloth mask, as the CDC requires of us. So and, on your face, you're literally yeah. wearing well, $500 worth of masks. Roy, I don't know if, I, I got to tell you this, I think I might suffocate before I get coronavirus. Well, don't look at me, bro. I'm not giving you any mouth-to-mouth here, buddy. Hey, hey all right. But um, <laughs> just, just to tell folks what this podcast is about. I mean, for years now, for some 20 years, um, I've run the Latino Professional Network, and Ray has been my trusted right hand for many years now. I'd say, what, 10, 12 years? 10, 12 years, and we've seen a lot. We have seen a lot. We've seen a lot. We know a lot. And for those of you who are familiar with the LPN, you know, I don't have to say anything, but for those of you who aren't, it is a network of Latino professionals, and we regularly host large-scale networking events, right, from everywhere, you know. Uh, The W Hotel, the Roosevelt I mean, we're not having it at the parking lot outside of King Taco, right? <laughs> we're Beverly having Hilton. it. At, no, no, no. no we're, the These swank events spots. Are unprecedented, guys. I mean, a lot of you who haven't been to it, unfortunately, you can't attend because of COVID, but these events are massive. Massive. Thousands of people. Always duplicated. Right. Never, never can be. What? I think you, Ray, I think you messed up that saying. What is it? uh, Always imitated, never duplicated. Correct. Correct. There we go. Now, but as a result, 
um, we really have a finger on the pulse of the Latino community. Definitely do. Not just through our work with the LPN, but because we are both Latinos. 100%. Now, Ray and I are of mixed heritage. Uh, I am half. I tell him that I am half Mexican and half Guatemalan, and Ray is also. You're half. What are you? You're half, half Mexican, and half. half Salvadorian. That's why we have. Uh, we're able to bridge the connection between Mexico and Central and America. And not just that. Yeah. You know what I appreciate about tell me Menchaca, aka yeah. the Mensch. What I appreciate about him is that we could look at Latino issues from an outside perspective because we're not a hundred percent either way, right? We can't call ourselves Chicanos. No, we are 100% we understand. Latino, right? No, but you know what I mean about Mexican, though. Right. Mexican. We, we're not 100% Mexican. We have that that third eye the in third regards eye. to everything going on, all the nuances, the cultural the thir- differences. The third eye. I mean, it sounds like I'm talking to Walter Mercado oh, here. Oh, man. Ray, and you and your third eye. Let's be honest, bro. <laughs> Let's be honest. Okay, but that really, the title is shown. We were having a hard time coming up with a with a title of the podcast. We did. Right. We, did. we had a hard time. And we were going to call it all sorts of things, the unspoken truth, <laughs> which sounds like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That sounds like a Netflix documentary. <laughs> um, but let's be honest, because we're really going to tell things in an unfiltered way. I mean, so often I see people, I'm going to be straight up with you, Ray. So often I'm on let's social media, social media, and I see people... You know, one of the things that really annoys me is people who they're kind of they're bragging, they're out there bragging, they're out there putting out an image of them. Say, hey, turn turn your phone off. Sorry about that, guys. Come on. So, but a lot of people are are kind of you know uh, really I think keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Gonzaleses in this case. <laughs> but we really wanted to look at things and. Talk about our opinions in a very unvarnished, unfiltered way. Because we do every day. I mean, me and Menchaca talk to each other literally every day. Guys, we have Too the much. best stories, best perspectives. And I would say, I always tell Menchaca, we have the pulse on the city, man. We need to do a podcast. Well, you know, and it was, and, and Ray, I do appreciate you for for making this happen. Because we have been talking about it for some time. Some time. But I'm a, I'm a notorious Procrastinator. Notorious now, is an lot, understatement. Now, a lot of people seem to think that I'm a type A, right? Because, you know, I don't know. I wear a suit sometimes, but I'm not. I mean, Ray knows I'm not a type A. For all you who don't know, right. during uh, his daytime when he's not wearing his cape, right. Alex is an attorney at law. I am. I am. But listen, we don't want to get into that just just <laughs> right now because I don't want to I don't want to traumatize people, right? I don't want to traumatize people. I traumatize myself. Brain damage. Anyway, what so really we want to cut through the BS. We want to discuss these issues, you know, in a very kind of honest way, in a way that we've experienced. We're now this is our inaugural show, so it's just the two of us. But in the future, we do bring, plan to bring on different experts and speakers on various topics. Is that correct? Correct. Different perspectives, different input from people that we know personally. And we know that when we bring them on this show, they're going to be straight shooters and they're going to be honest on their opinions. Straight shooters. And straight that's shooters. really what we're looking for. Straight shooters, not bullshitters. Right? No. Now, and I mean, I use the term expert loosely. Because, you know, these days, I mean, 
every, everybody's an expert on something. But I mean, I wish you know. You talk to five lawyers, you get five different opinions. You talk to five doctors, one of them tells you to wear a mask, one of them tells you to, to wear two. Some of them talks about the variant. I mean, shit. No wonder we're in the position we're in with coronavirus. Exactly. And one thing about Menchaki, you guys are gonna love is that we experience share, man. Everything that we talk about, or we're gonna talk about on this show, is things that we've lived through. And right. let me tell you, we got some stories, guys. I mean, yeah, I mean, stories. I wish we had written some of them down. Right? <laughs> but you, you know, know what? But you then know? they'd be used against us. Yes, they would. So, but getting back to coronavirus. So, um, I know everybody talks about that, and I know a lot of folks have been, you know, deeply and profoundly affected by it. And you know, my heart goes out to to so many lives that have been lost, and so many folks that have been profoundly affected. It's a new world. And and even talking about the economic sense. But I wanted to talk about the first time that we, you and me, encountered coronavirus. That was right before we had we were having an LPN event, if I remember. We were going to have our, it was going to be like one of the best events we probably were going to have in the last couple of years, right? Well, I remember. Talk so what happened it. was is that uh, last year we... Um, discovered the Mayfair Hotel. Because we're looking for venues, guys. I'm telling you, we've had events at every every venue that is hot, every venue that can give people new experience. We've been at multiple times already. Right, and right. And so, scoured the city, finding a new venue, and we finally found one, right? Tell them about Well, the Mayfair Hotel, so here's an interesting, interesting kind of aside on that, is that my parents were actually married. In the Mayfair, at the Mayfair That's Hotel. Right. In the, uh, That's right. In the 1990s, because I'm only 27 years old. <laughs> <clears throat> a little before that. But what happened was the Mayfair at one point was, you know, I wouldn't say it was high-end, high-end. I mean, it wasn't the Ritz-Carlton, but it was a, a nice enough spot. And it had fallen into some hard times yes. in the 90s. It had become, I think for, for several years, it was actually... Uh, designated as an opium den, uh, but um, but that's another story. So uh, <laughs> a developer by the name of Alex Moratti, really cool guy. He he bought it and he uh, developed it. You befriended him, right? You befriended the guy. I, you were there I, a couple I, of times. I went there a couple of times. We saw a couple of bands and a really great guy. And um, he had spent a ton of money, you know, millions yes. to renovate it. The place looked great. Beautiful. It was gorgeous. And we were going to have one of the first events, if you recall, on the rooftop pool yes. and in the uh, the ballroom next to it. And let me set the stage. I yeah. mean, we had been looking for months right? because, you know, with LPN, we want to give people an experience. Right. The last thing that we want to do is give people uh, a, an experience that they've had before, right? So, right. Venues and experiences are key, and then you came I mean, across that's, it. Uh, correct, correct. And you came across it. We were so excited. We had everything set up, right. and we would tell ourselves, things are going so smooth, I man. remember that. I remember I that. Like, Machaca, man, shit. You know, we had the contract signed. No problem, right? We always have issue right. with contracts. Right. The bar... No problem. The, 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 the flyer was Capacity, gorgeous. no problem. Well, we, we were having, I think we had a ton of RSVPs Tons. at that point. And so I remember this vividly because, you know, most people, for most people, COVID wasn't on their radar screen until uh, maybe early, mid-February. 
of 2020. So, uh, you know, CNN, I remember it was the weekend of February 7th, CNN puts the big, you know, COVID protein spike. You know what I'm talking about? The red thing with the spikes hanging out and Menchaca, up on their and home Menchaca page. calls me. He's like, Ray, did you see that thing on CNN? I said, yes. He's like, Ray, what do you think? Well, you know, listen, listen. I, you know, at that point, I think there was just like one case in Washington. Correct. Two cases. I wasn't too scared we of felt it. felt I mean, Well, I know. I didn't feel it. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I mean, uh, let's be honest. Let's be let's honest. Let's be honest. So, you know, most most news sources, I think, are biased, right? Now, if some people are going to say, oh, no, no, not CNN. Yes. I mean, Fox News is clearly biased Super to biased. attract uh, conservatives to get conservative eyeballs and views on their page. CNN is similarly biased to get liberal and, and Democrat eyeballs on their page. So, of course, they were blowing this way out of proportion. I even thought, oh, this, they're doing this to make Trump look bad. Is it really that bad? Correct. Is it real? Oh, I bumped, the, I bumped the mic, but I hope we're okay. Is it really that bad? And it was, it was annoying me. Because CNN kept had the, had this running counter on the and website, and we were kind of like on hold. Like, I when did we get the email no, from we the hotel? Still, well, I'll tell you this. So I'll remember. I'll, I'll remind you. So we were still full full steam ahead. We were and, still sending out the email blasts. Correct. Correct. RSVPs were flowing in. Flowing in. Nobody. Nobody was scared. Nobody was scared. Guys, we were like eight hundred RSVPs. It was like a weekend. I, I mean, we were probably R's, 1,700 RSVPs. Easy. Easy. So what happened is CNN keeps running this counter, and it's like one case in Washington, two cases in California. Um, suddenly, it becomes ten, fifteen. But you know, we're you know, we're like four or five hundred cases. I didn't think it was anything to worry about. I thought, oh, this is CNN, you know, being dramatic. You know, let's keep rolling with it. So it was suddenly the Wednesday, which was I remember the date because the event was March nineteenth. It was Wednesday, March eleventh. And suddenly, Tom Hanks gets coronavirus. <laughs> That's right. That's right. If you recall, Ray, at that point, the NBA cancels their season, or at least that's what they said. Mid-game, they stop. Mid-game. And they cancel the games. So what What do I do? I'm, I think I'm texting Ray. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Guys, so, he's texting me all night. Right, all night. I mean, you know, I mean, not all night. But, but you you're know. like, hey, man, you see what? I'm like, dude, it's really happening. Right. And we were about to do, I think, the text blast, <laughs> yeah. the infamous text blast, which gets most of the RSVPs. And Ray said, are you sure? So I remember that evening, right? I actually went out and I went out to get a get a sense of, of the pulse of the city to see if people were scared or if the event should go forward. First thing I went to a wine tasting out at La Brea Bakery and I saw a ton of people there. I was like, ah, be back. Seems like it was a wine tasting. There was a ton of people there. I went to Lala's on Melrose and people out eating. Love that place. Yeah, great Argentinian. A food bar. Great state, guys. It's been there about. Chaka took me there when I first came on LPN, man. He said, Ray, you got to try these empanadas. Amazing. Yeah, I don't eat steak anymore. I became a pescatarian. Anyways, then I go to Sur. I go to Sur. I go to Sur restaurant owned by my good friend, Guillermo Zapata. Shout out to Guillermo. Guillermo Zapata. So if you don't know Sur, it's where Vanderpump Rules is is filmed. And uh, there I kind of noticed. That the vibe seemed a little off. And DJ Mickey, who's the LPN's uh, DJ slash 
optometrist. DJ Mickey. And he said, Shout you know, the, the vibe is a little off. But I thought, ah, let's keep going. Next morning, I wake up. Apparently, New York now has shut down events over 250. Then Gavin Newsom shuts down events 250. Yep. I'm thinking, I mean, let's be honest. I'm thinking that I could just say we're having 250 <laughs> people and then have Guys, 600, 700 he's people. He's texting me, Ray, you think we're right along with it? I'm like, we have 1,200 RSVPs. Yeah, I, I was, There's no way we could get away with that. Well, we were going we to try and loophole it. <laughs> we were going to try and loophole it. And then all of a sudden, 250 became 50, became 10. And by 11 a.m., we had to cancel. Man, but tell them about how hard was canceling you, man. You guys got to understand, there's so much time invested in these events, man. We go through so much behind the scenes. And I remember after we canceled it, we're even, did we do the right thing? Because remember, it was... Three weeks to slow down the curve, right? Right. So we were initially thinking it was just a postponement. A po- a rescheduling. A rescheduling. We thought we'd have Cinco de Mayo. Correct. With a tequila tasting. But now it's been an entire year. A year. And it doesn't look like, I mean, I mean, I don't know. But look, throughout yeah. this year, let's be honest, throughout this yeah. year, you've gone through a transformation, haven't you? Well. Tell them about your authentic self. All right. I like that that very obvious segue, Ray. Here's where the editor cuts it, so we could cut it down to an eight minute uh, a YouTube segment. But I mean, you know, this year has affected people differently, and people have done different things. Um, you know, and obviously, it's it's just horrendous when you think of the five hundred thousand. And especially, uh, I think someone like you. I mean, man, you're a you're a, you're always you're you're a chameleon. I mean, you go to you have multiple friends, multiple areas you're in with, and all of a sudden everything shuts down, right? Dining shuts yeah. down, a venue shut down, and like you guys understand, Menchaca's right. a social butterfly, man. We're used to, we have the pulse in the city, so you, so the places that you loved going to, all of a sudden are not available. Well, and and I think that that affected me uh, because you know, and, and 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 thank God that I haven't had a close loved one relative that's died or gotten sick from a uh, COVID. And again, my, my thoughts and my prayers go out to so many who have, but what affected me most proximately, as you state, Ray was, uh, was the shutdowns, which we thought was going to you know go for three weeks and look at us a year later, you know, movie theaters are still shut down, big events, concerts, LPN events, I mean, visiting family is even a big deal now. I yeah, mean, I mean, you know, I'm, I, you know, Ray, I mean, I am a, a str- fairly estranged from my family, so that hasn't affected me. <laughs> that's, a, that's a story for another day. <laughs> but me and my dad, we still email each other. <laughs> Stay socially distant. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, 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 it was tough because there weren't so many options available to people. You know, you go to restaurants and, and whatnot. Um, they had takeout, which, I mean, get out of here. I remember I would I would look at my kitchen and there'd just be like all these paper bags because you know I don't cook there'd just be all these paper mm-hmm. bags from takeout. And Marie used to text me and tell me, "Hey man, I can't even." I mean, you make you make friends. I said you you can meet up with friends. You couldn't go to your to your favorite spots for dinner. Right, right. So Redbird. It was a new experience. Smitty's. Right, 
Right. So, I mean, there was a point. I mean, if people don't people don't know this, and we're going to have a, a, a segment, an episode just on this. But, you know, about three years ago, I weighed, you know, some 60 pounds more. And I started hiking because uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine and a, and a very close friend uh, still uh, decided to take me out on a trail. I remember I went out there and, you know, I went out to Runyon Canyon. I did a mile. I threw up. Everyone's been there. Yeah. You know, I mean, and so I was like, I said, what, what the fuck am I doing? You know, like, oh my God, you know, but I kept it up. I mean, in life, you know, sometimes you got to be consistent. You keep things up. One mile turned into 20 miles, one mile turned into two miles, five miles, 10 miles. And I'm an ultra runner, but that really became my wait, 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 ultra runner. Explain to people. What an ultra runner is, man. Well, 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 don't be subtle. Don't be, don't be. Well, listen. Don't be subtle about that. Okay, so that's not something on my resume, right? Because <laughs> first you have to put lawyer. Guys, this guy's right? man. I'm talking to this guy. We talk every day, right? And this guy telling me, Ray, I ran fucking 50 miles this weekend. Well, Mike, the goal that I set was, I reached a point where I set a goal where I was running 100 miles every month, and I would not ever fail. Or veer from guys. Home. This guy wasn't just hitting trails; he was going to Palm Springs, right, right, facing death, cactus to clouds, oh one man, of the trails, oh man, in the United States. So yeah, you know, it's long distance running out in the mountains. You run at some some fucking great spots, you know, up in Malibu, up to uh, Mount Wilson Observatory. You really get a chance to be in nature and really testing the limits of what human beings can do. Because who would have thought that this, you know, dude who was 60 pounds heavier, who uh, his idea of uh, exerting himself through physical activity was lifting up a gin and tonic could now suddenly run, you know, 50 miles, 40 miles, you were 20 miles, me, Ray, 100 miles. You say, you Ray, know? I'm running, man. I I haven't felt this great. You'd feel invincible, invincible. You'd be in Palisades, you'd be in Westing Village. I mean, this guy was going all over the place. It's, it's a huge rush. And I'll just say this kind of as an aside. You know, I mean, life is hard, right? Life is hard. And I think all of us are seeking some sort of, you know, endorphin rush, right? We're seeking pleasure. We're seeking things that make us feel good. And, um, you know, I always tell people that most people just are going for kind of the, the low-hanging fruit, right? The easy stuff. I don't know. Booze, uh, promiscuous sex, uh, drugs, uh, you know, banana cream pie, you know? <laughs> but, I mean, the rush that I got, the endorphin rush that I got from, from long-distance running in the mountains was... I mean, crazy. It's it's indescribable. It's just a huge rush. I mean, you even had a soundtrack, man. Right. I was bumping the soundtrack that Menchaca was sending me during the week. And now, man, and you know what? During right. that time, you would, talk, you would tell me about how you were finding yourself, right? Well, I mean, all these years, you said, man, if I only, if I was doing this when I was younger, I'm like, Menchaca, man, everything happens for a reason. I think you're running now because you found a purpose, right? Well, well, well so that's something we talked extensively about well, during the weeks. You know, I, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm 45 years old. I'm not going to lie about my age, although I should. <laughs> uh, but you go through different phases of your life, and I feel, at least with a lot of us, especially Latinos, we're maybe living for other people. We're living first off for our parents' expectations. Because a lot of folks um, come from, 
you know, families where their dad was they bear working hard. They bear a burden for their families. Bear a burden. Breaking his back for you. The mom was out, you know, I don't know, cleaning houses, you know. And the thought was that they would create this uh, this path where you would have a better life. I think that's really what it means is, you know, we grew up poor, so now we want to make money. Correct. Right? I mean, have you experienced something like that? I have. You know what? A good friend of mine said that first-generation Latinos, right, immigrants, right, we want to we want to touch money. We want to feel success. And I think part of the things that we talk about and why the story about you hiking is so inspiring is because, man, the materialism with with that so-called success, it's 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 daunting, man. And with social media and with COVID, I think people kind of, kind of got obsessed with that, right? Right. Seeing people online doing well, being successful, having a lot. Of, I mean, friends that we know that own businesses and restaurants and right. bars out of business. And it really, really brought that to light. And so it was refreshing hearing you talk and then hike, man, because that's great. You know, getting away from everything, getting away from, uh, from from the from the daily from from the from the daily toxicity right of the internet. Well, I just see so many people, and you know, I don't believe in naming names, but I see so many people who are just I don't know bragging online, you know. And I don't want to say it's just endemic to the Latino community because I'm sure it happens in other communities. But people are like, "Look at me! Look at me! Look what I have! I'm a success!" And I think that comes from the fact that you know a lot of these folks they grew up with nothing. Right, correct. So they really like they That's get off Latino on Latino experience, that first yeah. gen experience. I agree. They're very. Uh, they think that that's gonna give them like a boost of confidence or change their situation. And a lot of people we know, again, not naming names, mm-hmm. you know, we know the truth, and it's unfortunate that a lot of people see this online and then they start to second guess their own lives, right? Second guess themselves and fall into depression. Well, like, you know, it's it's interesting because people will always kind of um, compare themselves themselves to other, and I don't want to diminish the success of so many Latinos who. But have, some people overdo it. Well, man. I mean, you're right; they do overdo it. But I don't want. Let's just say I don't want to diminish the success of those folks who started successful businesses, who have made money, who have you know gone to school. Give an example. Degrees. Give an example. We're talking about so people understand the kind of stuff that we see, man. Well, I mean, you know, just people. I honest. mean, the, 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 you know, people buy a, I don't know, a new car and are showing it off, or, you know. But I'll, I'll say this: what I don't think people realize is that we, as human beings, normalize things. So whatever your success is. Now, when I first, uh, you know, became a lawyer, that's an ego boost, right? You know, oh, yeah, I'm a lawyer. But then you realize what it involves, which is a, a, a huge pain in the ass. You're taking on everybody's yeah. burden. So you start to normalize it. The, yeah. the high isn't as high as it was anymore. So a lot of folks, you know, I know folks that they own huge mansions, but... Um, we're never home. They're never home, or they don't. They don't appreciate them because after a while, I, I always kind of point to this metaphor that um, if you live in a beautiful home, but your roof leaks, all you will think about is a leak. Is a leak. Correct. And we as human beings, and I guess this comes from—I don't know where it comes from—but probably when we were, you know, cavemen. And we were, you know, out 
out in the in in the fields and whatnot, and the and the saber tooth tiger came at you, you really notice the saber tooth tiger. Oh shit! It's a fucking saber tooth tiger. So as we now as humans, whatever our success is, whether it's a beautiful family, or a nice car or a big house, or a degree or successful career, you will normalize it over time. You won't be, you won't have this huge rush. You know what I'm saying? You, you get what I'm saying, right? I totally get I mean, me, for example, being married, right? Have living the married life, the suburban life. I mean, you get put in a box. And I think uh, keeping up with the Joneses or the Martinez's, I we say, it's, uh, yeah, man, it's a very, it's a very sad road because you see all this, happiness and then you look at your own situation and you're not thinking about the house anymore you're thinking about happiness so it's not about what you have it's what you don't have that's very true and and most people are noticing what they don't have the vacation i took a vacation but look at this person's vacation Right. I wasn't I as good car, at them. But look at this guy's car. Correct. Uh, my kid went, got into this college, but look where that guy's kid got Correct. into. And it's just kind of this never-ending cycle. And I think you know one of the overarching themes of of this podcast is we really want to show Latinos and Latinas or Latinxers. I'm not sure the the term these days that there are different perspectives. There's different ways to look at things. And that's all fine and good. If that's what you're into, materialism and success seeking, that's fine and good, you know, and and I applaud you. But we also want to show that there's, you know, different ways to look at life. And And I think, uh, go ahead. We have a unique perspective. I mean, you, I mean, LPN has been running since 99, right? So I think, I think it's a different, it's a perspective. No one has guys. You got to understand the who's who now, your politicians, entrepreneurs. I mean, me as an entrepreneur myself, I mean, we have a, you have a very unique perspective because you've seen what, what the pulse of this, of the city was before and after social media. Right. right? So we can, so we have a very unique perspective on how this affects. Now we can put everything together and we could, cause we see at the events, what you would see at the events once a month, you're seeing every day online. So all we want to do is give people that, that honesty, Right. right, that that experience here on what, on 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 what uh, I don't know. You tell them on well, what you know. I mean, what it is. The fact of the matter is that we want to discuss things in a very unvarnished kind of fashion. Not that social media, not the social media lens, because everybody on social media is always going to put out the good stuff, right? Every you know, time. put up put out the good stuff, but nobody's going to talk about what else is going on. And you know, as a lawyer. Um, or just as a human being out walking out on this earth, I see that people have serious problems. You know, somebody on social media who may out there may be out there, you know, bragging, or you may be envying, may be facing divorce, bankruptcy, Please. criminal police, criminal prosecution, all this stuff. I mean, that's the stuff we know, man. We know some of the most. But, you, you know, know that's success, but, but, seemingly successful people have the biggest issues. And that's what people have to understand. It's right. it's never black and white. It's never black and white. And, you know, everybody has problems. Everybody has successes and everybody has failures. I mean, uh, that's that's just human nature. So we're really here for the purposes of this show to talk about all that stuff. This is not this is not your typical Latino chamber Zoom session where we're going to tell you. 
you know, how to connect with, uh, you know, government contracts or how to dress for an interview or that's not what this is about. This is about to talk about who we are. Real experiences. Real experiences. Because we're just like you guys. Yeah, when we're we talk, like when you. we talk about politics, we're going to talk about the good and we're going to talk about the underbelly. When we talk about uh, a psychology, we're going to bring a therapist on to talk about, you know, the fragility that we as first generation Latinos professionals face. I always think it, I always think of it this way. Now, you know, if if you're a, let's say if you're an Anglo, okay, you know, you may have had the benefit of you know an inheritance or family-owned business or something of that sort. Not everybody, right? Some people have really had to struggle, but very few Latinos have had that. Very few. Yeah, there are some that their that their parents own a supermarket or something. You know, I think there's like five families out there, right? Correct. But most of us are the first generation of professionals, whether we're business owners, mm-hmm. doctors, lawyers, engineers, and I kind of, you, you, you ever watch that Game of Thrones, the show Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and you show there's always that first phalanx, right? Everybody comes out, they always send those first guys out first, right? And those are the, the dudes infantry. that are, the infantry, those are the guys getting hit by arrows, those are the guys getting run down by the cannon fire, and really, we are the first generation of Latino professionals in the U.S., right? Yeah, there's 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 a few godfathers, right? There's, you know, a few, right. but not a lot. This is really your first generation, which is guys in their, I'd say, 40s and late 30s and women, very accomplished women as well. And yes. we're just trying to navigate this. It's in, everything's uh, new. It's can. a new experience for us, man. Uh, there's not, like you said, there's not many, that many trailblazers mm-hmm who can give us the advice and guidance. Like I said, here in this show, we're not going to give our strong opinions to try to sway you. All we're going to do is give you experiences that we've seen, right? Things that we've been through and that can hopefully shine a light or help a couple of one of you guys into making better decisions and open your eyes a little more. Yeah, no, and and you hit the nail on the head. We just want to open your eyes to what's out there. And so this is the first. I mean, hopefully... We'll be able to meet you guys in person when the LPN opens up. I mean, I don't know if that's going to happen uh, oh, in twenty twenty. I mean, what Coachella got pushed to what October? I mean, shit, you know what I'm saying. But um, it has uh, been an interesting year. Um, shit, I just fucking I just got out of the yard ER today. Tell them about the hospital story, man. So I'm telling you, so Menchak is a. Oh, we gotta bring up I mean, that story. Oh, man, come on, man. Menchaka was a avid runner. Like he said. Yeah. Uh, went on a went on as many uh, many multiple mile hikes and what happened, man? Well, listen, you still got your stitches today. So right? I did, I did. That's that's why I <laughs> thought of it. So so you were just saying how running is so great, but I you know everything in life has the good and the bad side, right? So I'm out in uh, Temesco State Park, which is out by Malibu, and uh, I'm going up all these peaks, right? And it's around three thirty. I got there a little bit later than I should have. And uh, I see this. Well, here's the crazy part. So I'm up there in a very desolate kind of, you know, trail going up these peaks. And I see this camera on this tree and it's pointed down at this, you know, you know, when you see like a bunch of brush and it's been like 
moved aside like a bed, like a big animal's been there. And I'm thinking, man, they didn't fucking put this up for no for no bear. <laughs> I mean, this is a goddamn mountain lion, you know? So I see this mountain lion. Hey, hold on, hold on real quick. We got to say that bear story one of these days. We will. The Pasadena Trail. We'll say That's a metaphor for life. (laughs) So all of a sudden I I get up past the the brush and, uh, you know, I got my, you know, what do they call it? What do they call it? Playlist going, right? What song were you on? I was listening to ACDC. ACDC. And I think it was, it wasn't Thunderstruck. It was a whole lot of Rosie. So I'm running, I'm running fucking, I'm running fast, extremely fast. And I'm like nine miles into this fucking mountain, okay? All of a sudden, boom! I don't know what, I don't know if I hit a rock or what. But I go falling face forward hard. And I'm thinking, well, shit. I look at my hat and it's covered with like dirt. And I'm like, okay. But you said you're not feeling any pain. No, I'm not, well, I'm not feeling pain. I'm thinking, did I break something? I look down. And I see this huge gash on my knee, and there's blood leaking out of it, right? <laughs> but I, I don't feel like I broke a bone or anything. So I take some pictures of it, right? And uh, I texted start, it to me. I, I did. I did. I, sh- I shouldn't have listened to you, Ray, but we'll get to that part. <laughs> so all of a sudden, you know, I'm coming back. I'm walking back. And I don't know if you know this, but, you know, in Southern California, it gets dark at 545 exactly. I think 548 it's dark, okay, in February. So I'm like, well, I better, I better run. I mean, I don't want to fucking get stuck out here walking <laughs> and have that mountain lion smell the blood on my leg. So I run nine miles back with my leg all fucked up. Oh, okay, so I get back there to the parking lot. No one's there. I'm hungry, so I go to. I don't know if you've ever been to the Palisades area, but there's a cantina. And it's called K and Dave's, right? Mm-hmm. Which is it's not. It doesn't have a Latino name. It's called K and Dave's. I think it's owned by a Filipina lady, but the food is great. <laughs> and so I pull over and I order two micheladas. Right? I order two micheladas. So let me get this straight. You yeah. got an open gash on Huge. your knees, right, correct. and you're ordering two micheladas. And I'm drinking them in the car. I could have oh, been, man. I could have been pulled over, you know. But I don't know who's is that Santa Monica PD. I don't know, but you got to live a little. So let's fast forward a little bit. So, so I, I, I ask you, I ask a bunch you of did. people, you did, what should I do? What should I do? You're sending people the picture, mm-hmm. and what do I tell you? I don't know. What did you tell me? I, I said, it. go to the fucking hospital, man. You said, Ray, I don't know, man, but this cut seems pretty deep. <laughs> so I get to the hospital and uh, the ER, and this is also a commentary on the American health system, <laughs> which I believe is salient during these times of COVID. Segway, yeah. And I get to the ER at Huntington Hospital, and there's all this, you know, because of COVID, there's all these, like, barriers and, and that's what you're terrified tense, about. right? Yeah. I'm think, I said, oh, like, oh, these guys are, are serious, right? I feel like I'm I'm walking into like, like the war room. Ray, right? I'm gonna catch fucking COVID. Right. Well, first I get I put three masks on. Okay. <laughs> like I have I have on tonight for the boss cat and Ray and I are eleven feet from each other. <laughs> but Ray, where are you? So anyway, so I, I show up there and there's a security guard there. And he's like, he said, What'd you here for? And I says, Man, I need stitches. It's all right, go right in. There ain't nobody at any of these stations or these tents. There's not one fucking soul. I walk in there. Nobody's even there. Nobody no takes, my, no one temperature. takes my temperature. I mean, shit, I could go to fucking... And this I, is the fucking hospital. Walk in, walk into TGIFs and they're going to take my temperature, not at the hospital. When I, The minute I get in there, some older Latina lady walks in. She says, Ay, yo tengo una infección. 
<laughs> and he was looking at her, right? Man, I bolted across the room like 20 feet, right? <laughs> you know, even with my fucked up leg. So I'm like, great, I'm going to fucking get coronavirus. Okay. I go in there. 9.40 starts. 9.45 p.m. Man. Doctor number one. He said, we're going to fix it up. All right. Good. Just You're thinking, thinking one hour I'll be out of here? Two hours at the max. You know. So all of a sudden, they put me into a, an, another room. The lady gets my insurance card, right? And she says, you know, your insurance may not cover all of this. And you're texting me, Ray, right. they just told him my insurance might not cover all of this. And I have a PPO. I mean, I don't know what that means. But anyway, so all of a sudden, the first doctor comes out, and she says, we're going to have to do a, a CT scan, like a CAT scan. I said, well, I mean, what? I thought I just needed stitches. She says, it might have gotten into your joint. They never say what got into my joint. They always just say it might have been in the joint. Like, I don't know what Maybe it is. Maybe kind of should have. I don't know what it is. It's kind of like Bill Clinton during that deposition with Martha <laughs> Lewinsky. Uh, what It depends what your definition of it, it is. Oh, right? Man. So, anyway. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, she says, okay, it's going to take 20 minutes. Fast forward four hours later, I haven't had the CT scan. I'm just lying there. And you're texting me. I'm texting you. Ray, I want to go. I want to get out of here. Because I'm thinking, home. I mean, how much are they charging me per hour? $3,000 an hour? So finally they get the CT scan. And I wait some more. I wait some more. All of a sudden, a second ER doctor comes in. And she says, you know, we're awaiting the results of your CT scan. I said, doctor, I says, you know, can I leave? Can I leave? It seems like Is I'm okay. Is it really that bad? Right. And she says, you can leave. She says, you can leave. She said, you know, the secret of the ER is that you can leave anytime. If you leave, you may get arthritis or you may lose your leg. Or you may need to come back and start all over again. And lose my leg. <laughs> so when you hear you're going to lose your leg, I'm like, oh, my God. You and know, that's what like, you're texting me, Ray. They say I might lose my leg. Right. And so, you know, now it's four in the morning. I've heard I might lose my leg. It's actually been repeated to me two times. Suddenly she says, we're going to wait for a specialist to show up from an orthopedic to show up. This young lady shows up, an orthopedic doctor. And how many hours into oh, the Oh, man, it's like 4.35 4 in the morning. Oh, man. And, and, and the girl looks at it, the, the young lady, orthopedic doctor, and she says, she says, yeah, I saw your CT, CT scan. It looks good for me. I think you're probably ready to discharge. Great. At that point, the second ER doc, doctor runs in. She says, oh, I canceled you. She tells the, the orthopedic doctor, I canceled you. What? And she said, you know, sir, I think you should be admit admitted immediately into the hospital. So she tells the doctor who told you could be possibly discharged that she's canceled. Can cancel culture. Cancel culture oh, in the ER. And so she says, she said, she tells me like this. She said, listen, she says, I think you need to be admitted. You may require plastic surgery. What? I'm like, plastic surgery? I mean, it didn't fall on my nose. You you Botox? I don't need a nose job. I don't need Botox. And she says, and she says, but you know, I'd like to for an orthopedic specialist to look at this in the morning. I said, "Well, who was who was the doctor that just saw me?" It's an uh, MD the funny and thing ortho. Is, right? Chuck is texting me all the time. He's like, "Ray, I can't even sleep. <laughs> I can't even sleep. I thought, I, you haven't slept a wink. I haven't slept one wink. I haven't slept one wink. I even. I mean, I was so desperate. I was texting ex girlfriends. I mean, I was. Inside. I said, I may lose my leg." They said, sir, they said, sir, we're going to admit you in to the hospital. Don't worry, we're going to transport you to a hospital room because I'm in the ER. 
Someone rushes in. They put me in that cheesy ass gown, and oh, they shove man. they shove one of these fucking painful ass coronavirus tests. <laughs> up my nose. This is the first time they've taken hey guys, the test of me. COVID testing is painful. I don't care what everybody says. I mean, the one they did, but Bray, it's like seven hours later. I'm getting the COVID test. I could have been spreading the virus it's this like whole time. Lady just coughed on me seven yeah. hours ago, right? So they do the painful Here's test. Here's a fucking super spreader by now. They do the painful test, and I asked. They said, okay, we're going to move you in a room. I said, okay, great, in the hospital. I thought I was in the hospital, but they're going to take me out of ER. They said, you can watch TV. I was like, okay. I said, do you guys have Netflix? They said, no, we have basic cable. Fuck that, right? Who wants to watch basic cable? What, <laughs> what am I going to watch? Chicago PD? CBS? I mean, watch Friends? So fast forward. Because I know we got our time is short, so we want to wrap this up a little bit. But fast forward, the orthopedic specialist comes in at 10 a.m. the next day, looks at my leg, and he says, you know what? Looks good to me. What the fuck? I said, I thought I was going to lose my leg. He said, you know, I think maybe the radiologist might have spooked people. It sounded like he misread it, you know? At 10 a.m. the at next 10 day. 10 a.m. the next day. I've already been in 14 hours. So they discharged me. Turns out I was... Coronavirus negative, but I probably have a twenty five thousand dollar bill that's going to give me a heart attack. You know, I, I and thank God I didn't get hey, coronavirus for me. But at least you didn't lose your leg. I, at least I didn't lose. So there's there's always a bright side. <laughs> but you know, circling back, you know, to the that was a, a long segue to nowhere. But we're going to talk about issues that are salient to to Latinos and uh, you as a uh, webmaster. I always call Ray the webmaster. Uh, um, you see people out there on social media, you know, doing what I say, doing the kind of things that we've been talking about, which is, you know, bragging a little too much or, or and maybe. What, and that's what we're going to say. We're going to, you know what, we're going to, we're, we're, we're through, we're looking through a looking glass here. We're really going to use this as Wonderland. a chance to kind of sit back and kind of share our experiences and tell people the way it is, man. Like the way, the way things, the way things seem. Uh, share stories about about. I mean, fuck. Tell them, there's so much stuff we can share. I mean, the guests we're gonna have on, and we're talking about bringing on therapists, uh, historians, local politicians. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you understand, there's an underbelly in this city, and there's there's things going on around you that not many people are aware about. And if we but can, they're all our friends, right? <laughs> they are scary thought. Scary fucking thought. Scary thought. But no, I mean, I think, you know, we we bring a unique perspective in terms of... It's going to be fun. Yeah, in terms of you knowing, you know, uh, the do's and don'ts of social media, um, advertising your business, marketing, in terms you, of my perspective. And, you're, and you having, I mean, I mean, so many relationships with people, seeing people go through the ups and downs in life. Yeah, and a lot of... Rela- yeah, you know, I mean, but that's everybody... That's everybody. So, anyway, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Episode one. Um, did we did we get intro music already or outro music? No, we're gonna get that. We're gonna add I'm that sh- in the I, end. I told him. I I told Ray. I told Ray that you know we we're gonna have some great intro and outro music, but we're probably gonna get sued for copyright infringement <laughs> shortly thereafter. Hopefully not. But all I'm gonna say is is keep on keeping on. Um, let's get through this together. Si se puede, uh, you know, all gonna of you a, Lat- it's going to be a fun ride. All of you Latino professionals out there doing your thing, we're proud of you. We we're hear proud you. of you. We we're hear still you. here. 
Yeah, you know what? Because, you know, your parents, I bet your parents never said they were proud of you, right? But we're here to say, <laughs> we're here to say we're proud of you. So that being said, uh, 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 have a, have a, have a good, uh, what, have a good, what, when are we, when are we coming back? When's the ep- next episode? Right? Come back in March. Be back in March. Let's have a good February. All right. Happy Enjoy. Valentine's Day. Oh, that already passed. Happy Valentine's Day, but, uh, hope you're tugging in. Hopefully, uh, there's more, there's less restrictions next month. Less restrictions. We talk about better experiences in town. Right. And if you're interested in being on the show, if you're an, an expert or, you know, you have something to talk about of interest, uh, you know, reach out to us and, you know, who knows? You might end up here uh, in front of an audience of one. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, Take guys, care. Have take a good care. One.